Hello and welcome to a special edition of Conversations. I'm Enrique Cerna along with KCTS 9 political analyst Joni Balter. And joining us on the telephone from Washington, D.C. is Washington senior United States Senator Patty Murray. Hello. Well, uh, congratulations on your re-election in November, uh, also becoming the number three in the Senate Democratic hierarchy. Uh, of course, uh, November election was a bit bittersweet. Um, you won. Unfortunately, uh, Democrats did not win at the top in the presidential race. Uh, as you um, prepare for the next Congress, uh, what's going to be the hardest part of your job? Well, it's going to be a different world for all of us. We will have a president who is a Republican for the first time in eight years. Uh, and the Republicans will control both the House and the Senate. A lot will be determined by them, whether they want to reach across the aisle and work with us or whether they want to jam a Republican agenda down our throats with the majorities that they have. I am hopeful that they will take the lessons from the last several years that when we listen to each other and set apart the most divisive things that we can get things done like uh, like we did when we uh, replaced No Child Left Behind or the recent legislation I worked on on the 21st Century Cures Act for uh, opioid abuse and investing in, in uh, medical research. There are good examples of how we can work together, but I have to tell you I am deeply concerned listening to the Trump-elect administration begin to roll out who their cabinet secretaries are and what their agendas are and what that might mean for, for what they are planning on working on. So, Senator, I'd like to start with the uh, president-elect's uh, vigorous and to some unnerving um, agenda for the first 100 days, things like term limits for members of Congress, uh, ending funding to sanctuary cities like Seattle, uh, begin repealing and replacing Obamacare. So if the president-elect, when he becomes the president, proceeds with even half of that agenda— America will be a different place. What is the plan by the Democrats to soften some of these changes? Well, our, our job is to work as hard as we can to have the American people understand the impacts of what they are proposing so they join with us in opposing anything that we don't believe is good for America. We have been told that the very first thing that the Senate Republicans are going to push through is a, an administrative budget procedure to try and uh, repeal Obamacare or Affordable Care Act with a 50-vote majority so that it cannot be filibustered. It's a budget process. And I am hearing from so many people who are deeply worried that this is going to be jammed through without thought or replacement or anything. People with pre-existing conditions, our rural hospitals, uh, a lot of the people who have their kids on their health care until they're 26, people who have been able to count on getting health insurance, both through the exchange and off the exchange, are going to be put at risk if they do this without thought of what the consequences are. So we're working very hard right now to help educate people about what that means, uh, to be able to make sure that they understand what they're doing and the American public understands what their agenda is. 
Senator, uh, there is still much conversation happening over this uh, Russian hacking reports. Um, the Trump administration seems to, or so far, he hasn't gotten into office yet, but they, they seem to, like, not take this seriously, whereas already some Republican senators like John McCain and Lindsey Graham were saying there needs to be some investigation into this. What do you think? I absolutely agree with John McCain and Lindsey Graham and uh, other senators who have stood up and said we need an investigation of this. This, to me, is a nonpartisan issue. If a foreign government is trying to influence the outcome of a democratic election in our country, it is bad for all of us, regardless of party um, in the future. It is bad for all of us that even if the Russian attempt to do hacking was to just disrupt our economy or our, our government or our forms of election. We cannot allow that to happen. We have to stand strong as a country and say we will not allow that to happen. So to me, having a bipartisan investigation so we know the facts uh, and can make sure that this never happens again is absolutely essential to the core of this democracy. So going on to some um, more domestic issues and some of the nominees who uh, have been mentioned so far. I get the feeling that the budget director, uh, head of OMB, might even be more challenging for the Democrats than some of the other folks we've been talking about. But how many of these kind of appointees can Democrats block? And, you know, should the Democrats maybe not have changed that rule for the voting on cabinet appointees? Well, you know, I've been in office under Republican presidents and Democratic presidents, and I do believe that once elected by this democracy, an administration needs to have in place uh, who they choose as cabinet secretaries, and that is why um, we have given them a majority vote. However, in the minority, it is our responsibility to make sure all the facts are out there about these nominees. What is their agenda? Where, um, have they paid taxes? Uh, what is their? Um, what do they believe is important for their agency? For example, uh, on the Secretary of Health and Human Services, who oversees everything from Medicare to uh, FDA, uh, are they doing this for themselves and their own personal wealth, or are they in the interest of the American people? So our job throughout the nomination process and throughout the hearings is to make sure we uncover and expose all the facts so the American people know what they are being asked for. And I've been around a long enough time to see nominees fail going through the process because of the questions and answers and uh, some of the exposition of what, what they stand for or have done. So none of these are a lock until they've gone through the committees, uh, and we will do everything we can to make sure we show as much as possible about each nominee and what their, his, his or her agenda is. What do you think of Rex Tillerson, the nominee for uh, Secretary of State? He's gotten some support from uh, people like Robert Gates, the former Defense Secretary, and others. Um, what do you think of his nomination? Well, I don't, I don't know him personally. That's part of what the, why the nomination process is so important. If he comes before the Senate, ask to answer and ask questions to give us his information. Uh, and I think this is an extremely important question for him. Uh, as the CEO of a major energy and oil company, is he making decisions about the department, uh, uh, about the, uh, the, as Secretary of State, 
for himself and his own profit and his own gain, or is it for the American people? Everything he does as Secretary of State has to be for the American people and what's important to us, and that is what we will try and answer throughout the process. So you um, you are ranking on the Senate Help Committee, Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions. And to the point of another nominee, Tom Price, let's say he is approved. It's not like the Democrats can kind of fight on every single nominee, and you alluded to this a little bit earlier. How do you actually go about taking health care away from 20 million people? What would that even look like? <laughs> well, that is <laughs> That's a question we are asking Republicans right now. Now, he, if he is confirmed, will oversee the entire agency, all the rules and regulations, and what is implemented. If the Senate Republicans and the House Republicans decide that they are going to repeal Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act, as we call it, uh, they are going to have to tell the American people what they're going to replace it with. I've been listening to them say for years now they're going to repeal it and replace it. Never once have they come up with a replacement plan that shows us what their agenda is. And to me, and I've had so many people come up to me in grocery stores when I've been out walking on the street, people saying they are just so frightened of losing their health care insurance or seeing the insurance companies retake over um, the decisions about their own health and what is, and what is not covered. Um, we, we have to make sure that people understand this, and we'll see whether Republicans at the end of the day really want to be the dog that caught the car and repeal something that, uh, that provides health care for so many millions of Americans. I like that. Dog that was pretty the folksy That's right there. That sounds like a Southern somebody. <laughs> so, Senator, um, one thing that uh, we are hearing much concern about, particularly in the immigrant community, um, is uh, what's going to happen to many of those folks. And uh, we're hearing Donald Trump saying again that he is going to propose this Muslim ban, and he points to what happened in Germany and the attack there. Um, and what's your concern about that? We, we've gone through these, these types of uh, things that he, with him saying these things before. Look, I, I, one of the most disappointing things to me throughout this entire election with Donald Trump was the divisive, hateful rhetoric that he put out about individual Americans, whether it was about their religion or their race or what they believed in or whether or not they were women. I mean, the list goes on. This is a country that accepts people and allows them to be who they want to be, uh, no matter who they, what they look like, what their background, where they come from, how much money they make. If we are a country that starts pitting people against each other, we cannot survive in the long run. So I really hope he puts this hateful rhetoric behind him. Of course, we have to protect American citizens against those who uh, threaten us through terrorism, but not to define them by religion or what they look like uh, and to make sure we do this wisely. Um, that, to me, is really frightening for the future of this country if he continues down this path. Senator, as you know, uh, recreational marijuana is now legal from the California-Mexico border to the Washington border with Canada. Canada is not far behind, and it also includes um, Alaska now. The legality for the U.S. states uh, rests on, the, on an agreement, a kind of a wink-wink with the Justice Department. What do you tell folks in these states about how they should handle their laws that, that may end up being in direct conflict with federal law? Well, this, uh, I will tell you that Senator Jeff Sessions, who's been nominated to head the Department of Justice, is going to have a huge 
say on whether or not the Department of Justice goes after states like ours and businesses and individuals, as he has said in the past he would do. This is something we're going to ask him about um, throughout the nomination process. And I, I am worried. Uh, you know, we obviously have a new administration, and if Jeff Sessions is in charge of DOJ, it's going to throw in a, a huge economy and a, a huge question of our law um, with, with a very unsettled answer. So I, I don't have a good answer for that. The, the Trump administration is obviously going in a different direction than millions of Americans have said they want to go. Senator, I know you're tied on time. Uh, one final question here. What do Democrats do now to regroup? We absolutely are going to ask good questions about what happened, especially in middle America, and what what we are going to do to make sure that people hear the things that we care about and feel that they are working for them. And, and I feel very confident as we move forward that what we believe in, making sure that every American has the opportunity to succeed, that we fight for everyone to be able to be a part of the middle class and earn an income uh, that helps them send their kids to college and feel secure. This is an agenda we have worked long and hard on. We're going to continue to fight for that. And, of course, we want to make sure people hear um, what we're fighting for. Um, and we are, you know, obviously, as we move forward, we'll be talking a lot about that. All right. Senator Patty Murray joining us from Washington, D.C. Thank you very much for your time and uh, joining us on this special edition of Conversations. I'm Enrique Cerna, along with Joni Balter. And, Senator, have a good holiday season. Happy holidays to you. All right. Thank you. Thank Happy you. holidays to both of you, too. To hear more podcasts from KCTS 9 Digital Studios, visit kcts9.org slash podcasts.